Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can create an amazing business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Hello and welcome back to the show. It is so good to be with you today. Now, I would have been maybe nine or 10 years old. It was coming up to Christmas and I really wanted an electric scooter. I wanted this like motorized scooter and and to me it was really, it really kind of sums up who I am as a person because I, I want to be getting amongst the activities, but I also, I don't want to put in too much physical exertion. <laughs> so I wanted this scooter to be motorized. I was like, perfect. This is, this really, really suits me. Anyway, so I I went to my parents and I was like, guys, I really want an electric scooter. Like, that is what I want. I'm nine now. I need this. It's really important to me. So I, 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 you know, was really so excited about this scooter. And the thing is, I'm one of five kids and I'm the middle child of five. So, you know, work that out. I, I have two elder sisters and a younger sister, and then a younger brother, Nate, who also edits this podcast. So it came to Christmas morning, and and my dad, he loves gifts. He loves Christmas. He loves surprises. And it came to Christmas morning, and we walked downstairs, and he said to my elder sister, Shelly, Shelly, open, there's one last present for you. Just open this one last present. She opens it, And sure enough, it is the electric scooter that I wanted. He gave it to my older sister. And I was like looking at her, looking at him, just like just a single tear just rolling down my face. (laughs) But I was like, what? You know, what is going on here? This is a ripoff. This is some sort of practical joke. I wanted the motorized scooter because I wanted to like just, you know, roll around town, you know, not putting in much effort. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I wanted to do. And so it was like this really funny thing because now we bring it up with my dad and we're like, dad, remember how you kind of, you got a bit confused and then you gave it to Shell and then he tried to pretend it wasn't an accident, but we pretty much all knew it was an accident. And it's so funny because he loves giving gifts. He, He really takes great pride in his gifting. And and it just so happened that at this point he had five kids and was probably stressed out of his brain trying to figure out how to do Christmas for all of these children. And um, it just so happened he kind of got a bit muddled. So anyway, we bring that up with him and we we laugh with him about that. He still to this day doesn't acknowledge that he kind of messed it up a little bit. And to be fair, Shelley didn't love that motorized scooter like I would have. I would have really, I'd still be using it to this day. Anyway, (laughs) I say all of that to say gifting is a gift, right? Like you really have to learn how to give good gifts. And today's guest is a gifting expert. Today we are joined by John Rulin, who is the world's leading authority in maximizing customer loyalty through radical 
generosity. He is the founder and author of Giftology and has been featured in Fox News, Forbes, Fast Company, and the New York Times, just to name a few. John and the Giftology team really help individuals turn their clients into their own personal sales force to drive exponential growth. So their gifting strategy becomes a really key part of their marketing strategy. It's a really powerful way to retain clients and to attract new high quality clients as well. So in today's conversation, you'll learn how a strategic approach to gifting can have huge positive impact on your ROI and increase sales and loyalty, why you need to implement a gifting strategy in your small business, even if you don't have a big budget. And John also shares the one time in the year where he doesn't let his clients send gifts. You're going to love this conversation. Let's dive right in to hear from John Rulin of Giftology. Well, John, it's so good to have you on the show with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you going? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm great. Thanks for having me, Laura. This is, uh, is going to be a lot of fun. I am excited about this. Now, tell us about your business. What do you do and how did you start? And how does one start a business as a strategic gifter? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a weird title, isn't it? It's like, who cares yes. about gifting? Like, that's a, like, how did you, was your dad in gifting or merchandising? Like, is that how you, uh, the exact opposite is true. I'm, I'm actually, I grew up on a farm. I'm a farm kid. Um, I grew up milking goats every morning. I was one of six kids, had a one acre garden. Like I grew up really lower middle income. Like we were the kids at school that got free lunches because like we, we were that like, you know, poor basically. And so when you were poor, you wanted to not be poor. So I was pretty motivated to get out of that. And um, I went intern with a company called Cutco, uh, a cutlery company that's kind of global, but they're kind of the Rolex of cutlery. They're handmade in New York. And it was out of desperation. I didn't want to sell knives. Like that's a weird thing to do. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I was in undergrad getting ready to go to med school and, uh, so I'm 20 years old and I pitched my girlfriend's dad, these knives. And the reason I pitched him was Paul had a law firm and he was like a rainmaker, like referrals and deals, but he was really kind and he would do weird things. Like he'd find a deal on noodles and buy like a semi load of them the next Sunday. And like people would walk away with like 20 cases, like a year supply. And I'm doing the math. I'm like, Paul, that was like 40 G's. Are you crazy? He just did these things all the time. And because of that, he just attracted business. And he had been doing it for 30 years. So I pitched him the the knives, uh, thinking he'll have mercy on me, maybe. It's an awkward conversation to have pitch your girlfriend's dad knives, by the way. Like, that's just weird. (laughs) But Cutco made these pocket knives. They're like, you know, a lot of his clients were men. They were into the hunting, fishing, outdoors. And Cutco made these like $100, $200 pocket knives each. And so he's like, John, I don't want to order the pocket knives, but I would like to order 100 of those like $150 paring knives. And I'm like, you want to give a bunch of CEO dudes, like, I'm not, not like a kitchen tool? I'm like, why? It just seems weird. Like, I'm this country bumpkin kid. And uh, he said, John, the reason I have more referrals and deal flow and access, I found out a simple truth years ago. And that's if you take care of the family and business, everything else takes care of itself. So for me, it was like the aha moment. It wasn't about the stupid knives, although to this day, we still do millions of dollars in those knives. The knife is just a delivery vehicle for an emotion. And so I started to mimic him and realize that nobody was teaching people how to use gifting and gratitude and generosity strategically. Most people, they check the box once a year for a holiday gift or a Christmas gift. They, you know, hey, you've been here five years. Here's your gift. You know, pick it out of a catalog or, hey, it's your birthday. Here's a birthday card or a gift. It's like very transactional 
most people aren't doing it very thoughtfully. It's not surprising to light. It has stupid things like logos on it, which is not a gift. It makes it tacky and a manipulation. Like, <laughs> totally. hey, you know, hey, you did, uh, you know, you did twenty grand with us last year. Here's a a jack, a Lululemon jacket or a Under Armour jacket with our logo on it. Go advertise for us. Like, that's not a gift. So I started to connect the dots and realize nobody's teaching this. So I started I'm like, you know what? I'm this country bumpkin, but nobody else is doing this. And oh, by the way, like Cutco's worked with like 2 million reps in 70 years. And we became their number one rep in the history of the company out of 2 million by applying. Wow. So it's not like woo woo ideas like, oh, like just believe in the universe. It was like, no, like we like in the trenches, we did this and it worked. And our clients were getting more referrals and our clients were getting a thousand X ROI in some cases. So that was 20 years ago. We started the business. It wasn't called Giftology. It's called Ruling Group. Um, but over the last 20 years, we've, you know, started to, you know, really develop this process and agency that, you know, smaller entrepreneurs will hire us, you know, that are doing a few million in revenue all the way up to, and even some authors and speakers all the way up to like the Chicago Cubs and Google. So it's been this wild 20 year ride, but people are like really gifting. I'm like, it's not really about gifts. It's about relationships. Every business rises and falls on relationships. And most people suck at showing gratitude even to their spouse, let alone to their clients. So it's been a, it's opened a lot of fun doors and it's taken me, you know, even to places like Australia to speak for big brands like Volkswagen, because it's a very unique and rare thing to be a great gift giver. Well, 100%. And I love that, you know, I'm in marketing and I have not really thought intentionally about this as a marketing strategy or as a sales strategy. Like I've just kind of thought, oh, totally what you're saying. If they refer someone, I might send them a something like a bottle of wine or something, but you know, and Christmas we'll send them something, but having a strategy for this is so, so important and, and so unique for sure. So can you talk us through a bit of the giftology approach? So, cause a lot of our audience are small business owners. They're kind of working this stuff out. How, how talk us through the process and and talk us through the approach and how you actually do this yeah well i mean I, I think the big part of of anything in business is that like when you're a small company and we bootstrap this business the entire time so like i understand like you don't have an unlimited budget but i see a lot of businesses let's say you have five employees or three employees people like they'll say oh it's okay to go take somebody to las vegas or to wherever and take them out to dinner. And you might take a group of people out to dinner because they're your big client or your referral partner. And you'll drop $1,000 on a dinner or $500 on a dinner. And it's like, oh, that's just business development. That's just cost of doing business. But then when it comes time to invest in your most important relationships with appreciation and gratitude, it's like, hey, our budget's $27 for like a box of peanut brittle or a bottle of wine or the Amazon gift card or whatever. It's not like you'll play in this area and say, I'm world class, I'm best in class. And you know, like a Ritz Carlton level. And then, then like gifting is done at a Motel 6 level. So even if you're small, you still have to show up yeah. at a certain level of class, a certain level of excellence. And so you know, when we're walking people through a plan, we're like, hey, you know, what's the, last year, let's say you did $500,000 in business and you profited 50 grand. Like you should be reinvesting a percentage of that 50 grand back into your relationships. Why? Well, you want to keep them. That's part of it. You want them to grow and cross sell and maybe upsell. But the secret sauce is we all want referrals without asking. We want more deals. We want them to go talk about us at the country club or at, at the conference or the mastermind or on a, on a podcast. That happens if you inspire somebody to go 
not just be a passive referral source, but to be an active referral source. So for us, it's, it's a math equation. It's not this woo-woo, like just trust the universe. It's like, hey, if you made 50 grand last year, you should be reinvesting five to 15% of your net profit, not of the 500, of the 50. So in that case, like you're reinvesting, let's say in the middle, 10%, that means you have five grand to invest out of the 50. You get to keep 45, but you're reinvesting back into those people. And really they're buying their own gift, but if you do it right, next year you should profit 70 grand and the year after that you should profit 100 because you're pouring into relationships which are your most valuable asset like when i measure like some of my clients like i did a crazy of you know the brooks brothers experience for cameron people like how did you do that like that's crazy because we invested seven grand in one relationship and over the course of a decade we invested 25 grand well that's 2500 you know dollars a year any, any, even a small business, if that was their most important yeah. relationship, they could find $2,500. They'll pay it for employee. They'll pay it for swag or promotional products or Facebook ads. And people are like, John, why did you invest that much in that relationship? Like we outfit his whole hotel room like a Brooks Brothers store. And um, that relationship has produced a 50x ROR. So every client that he has, all CEOs, he sends my way. Now, not because I'm paying him a commission. If I wanted to hire wow. Cameron as a sales rep, I couldn't afford him for $2 million. Like he would say no, but because I loved on him and inspired him, now he's like a better salesperson than I could even hire. And I got him for 10 years for 25 grand. You can't hire one salesperson for one year for 25 grand, wow. even a sucky one. So it's, it's <laughs> the idea of shifting the whole model of saying, this is not a line item expense. This is how do we get our clients, our employees, our partners, our, our suppliers to be our best salespeople for us. And that doesn't happen by, hey, it's Christmas, we got to send you something. Hey, you gave us a referral, here's your thing. That's a transactional tit-for-tat, give-to-get relationship. When yeah. you show up for your spouse or for your client and you did it just because I was thinking of you, because I wanted to do it, not because I was obligated. So the who you're giving to and why you're giving it is more important than the what. Like People are like, oh, I want something hot and sexy. And I'm like, the knives aren't hot and sexy, but they work because most people have families and kids and cook and are foodies and, you know, we engrave them a certain way. So like, like Tony, Tony Robbins, we did a gift for and it was knives and it was not from us. It was from a client and it was, it was a pretty expensive set of knives. The reason he called or his wife called gushing, like almost in tears was that on all 40 of the knives, we had taken the top 80 quotes Tony Robbins had ever spoken to existence and we carved it into every blade. So now it's an artifact. Now it's an heirloom. Wow. And so even Tony Robbins could go buy a thousand sets, but not this way. This was this transformed yeah. it from being just stuff into being an heirloom, into being something his kids or grandkids someday will fight over because of what it means, the story. It's always the story. Like you would talk about cutting through the noise, like nobody cares about the knives, but when they get it and they're like, oh my gosh, it has my family name on it. And I'm a person of faith as a scripture verse or like now you're taking from something just normal like stuff and making it like unique and personal to them. That's how when we're walking people through this methodology, they're like, well, it's not even really about the gift. I'm like, no, it's, it has nothing. It's the thoughtfulness. Like people are like, oh, John, it's the thought that counts. I'm like, that's crap. It's the thoughtful thought that, that counts. <laughs> and so yes. when you show up for people thoughtfully and you're like, wow, I went to great lengths to do this for you. And they see that effort and energy and creativity. They're like, oh my gosh, like, and then every time they use it, the knife, the crazy, you know, we do these $1,000 artifact mugs that tell somebody's whole life story. Every time they use it daily, hopefully, for the next 10 years, that's 3,600 times they're thinking positive thoughts. 
we're the most top of mind or our clients are the most top of mind in their life because we've woven it into the fabric of who they are. It's not, it's not a matter of like sending Amazon crap. It's a matter of like connecting with real humans. So when you do it that way, that's like, you know, people want to hit the snooze button when they hear giftology. I'm like, I, like, no, it's not about the gifting. It's about the relationship. So, so cool. And so, and that was going to, my next question is going to be, how do you not send a sucky gift? Because I think <laughs> it's the thing of like, oh, like, yeah, a bottle of wine or it's something that's not thoughtful. Like, do you have an approach for how you actually, like, does it just come down to knowing your client? How, how do you do that if, if there's not as much relationship there? Yeah, well, I would say that like, you know, the, the, the artifact mug, I could give that to, like I've given it to billionaires and it's not so much the mug, it is functional, it's a mug, but the reason it costs a thousand bucks is it takes four weeks to make. It's like carved into it as somebody's life story, legacy, family. So as human beings, there are certain things that are triggers for all of us. Like yeah. if you do something for me, that's one thing, level of depth, but if you want to go a hundred levels deeper, do it for my wife. If you want to go a thousand levels deeper, do it for my kids. That's universal. Like I get treated like a king when I travel, it's first class or business class or it's, you know, nice hotels. It's all this stuff. I get treated like a king. Guess who doesn't get treated like a king? Well, my kids, because maybe they're, they're I'm away when I'm out traveling or speaking. Yeah. So if you want to impact me, make me look like a hero to my kids. Make me look like a hero to my pets. Make me look like a hero to, you know, what I call the inner circle, you know, to my assistant. You know, like the way I got the Orlando Magic as a client, as a small country bumpkin kid, was I treated the CEO and the assistant of the Orlando Magic the same. Every time I sent the CEO a gift, I sent the same thing. Same class, not a junior varsity level gift. That one that I could, it got B level gift. It was the same. Well, she became my advocate. She became the internal sales champion, which we all need at companies, especially when we're small. I can't go fly them on a private plane and take them to Tahiti and all this stuff but I can be more thoughtful and more creative. So when you say not give a sucky gift, it's all of these different parts of the recipe. And even like things like the handwritten note are just as important, if not more than what you're sending. Yeah. Anybody, even if you have no budget, as a college kid, like I was investing $500 a month of my own money in gifts. So that's six grand a year. That's a lot of money for a college kid, especially. And that was 20 years ago. But even if you don't have, like, and so people are like, oh, John, I can never do this. I'm like, that's crap. You're making excuses. You're spending money. You might be on Netflix or beer or, you know, another mastermind that maybe you don't need to go to because you just need to focus on the three that you're already in. Or, like, we all have decisions <laughs> on how we're going to direct our dollars. But the handwritten note is something that we all can do. And it provides the meaning, the thoughtfulness, the connection. And so, like, even on, like, when I'm walking people through the recipe in our process, you know, which by the way, your tribe, you know, what we normally charge like 10 grand to walk a client through if we do it with them, they can do it on their own and go download the whole process for free You go to giftology system. And it's literally our playbook of who to focus on and how much to invest and when should you send it and why should you send it? And, you know, even talk about some of the ideas um, that we talk about in the book as well. But the big thing is having a plan and a strategy and being willing to go all in on the little things. So like for me, I would rather somebody send me a $100 luggage tag than a $500 watch. Here's why. Like, if you're a person of affluence, like somebody gifted me a Rolex, so I have a Rolex on my wrist, you think you're doing something great by buying a $500 Apple watch and sending it to me. Well, I'm not taking my Rolex off, that's 10 grand for your $500 branded Apple watch. It's gonna get yeah. regifted. But if somebody sends me, and we've done this, somebody sends me a $100 luggage tag that's made out of leather and brass and it's beautiful, 
I'm not going to go buy a $100 luggage tag for myself. That just seems like extravagant or ridiculous. But if somebody sends me one or I send somebody something, it's a little tiny thing that most people have a 50 cent version of. I go yeah. all in and take it like 20 times higher and I get it and I'm like, wow, that's really like, that's the nicest luggage tag I've ever seen. What am I going to do? I'm going to put it on my luggage and I'm going to use it. So it's not always spending the most money. It's being like, hey, this person has a spouse or kids or whatever. Like, you know, if they have pets, you know, I might, instead of going and trying to buy something really extravagant for the person, I might go do a $150, you know, custom made um, ceramic bowl with a dog or cat's name on it. Why? Well, people treat their pets better than they treat their themselves or even humans. <laughs> yes. And so like, that $150 is more valuable than maybe a $1,500 whatever gadget or Apple iPad or whatever. So it's not, it's not you go spend stupid money as a business owner. Like when you're playing the game, you're like, I got to invest a dollar. I got to get $10 back out of that. Yeah. The only way that happens is if it's Seth Godin's concept of being a purple cow. It has to be unique. It has to be useful. It has to be um, thoughtful. It has to be personalized. And so some of it can be the crazy one-off or like, I know this person so well. And then I know their family so well, I'm going to go all in on this. But there are certain things that you can tap into from a humanity perspective. That's why we love the mug. I can send that to somebody in Australia. I can send it to somebody in Idaho. And most people drink coffee or tea. And most people care about their legacy and their family. So if I get the right answers for that piece, 99 out of 100 times, that's going to land and be like, oftentimes, happy tears. Because they're like, I've Amazing. never been, I've never been seen this way before. So does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And so it's not necessarily about spend. It's about mm. impact and, and thoughtfulness as well, which I think is such a good one for our small business owners because, you know, a lot of the time we're owner operators and trying to manage everything and, and there may not be as much budget. So I love that you've said that because it really is about, it's strategic. It's not just about, oh, that's lovely. Send them a, you know, Calendar. Something fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have 200 clients and we have, you know, a $500 budget. I guess everybody's getting calendars this year. Like I would rather take 500 bucks and take your top two relationships and go all in on with 500. So $250 a person versus yeah. going mediocre on the masses, which is what most people yeah. do with their marketing budgets. Like, oh, we only have this much money. We have this many people. Everybody's getting journals this year that, you know, cost six bucks. And it's like, Come on. I mean, especially if you're dealing with more successful, affluent people. I mean, I have a stack of journals that I'm never going to use. I give them to Goodwill or whatever else because everybody's wanting to send me their journal or whatever. But if somebody sent me one that's really nice, you know, like a, real, a handmade $150 one with my name, initials, monogrammed, maybe a quote yeah. from my book or something like now it's like, wow, this is like something I'll actually use. And it's yeah. the nicest one I've ever received in that category, which is the key. You can't go best in class in a category. It's part of the system. It's like, nope, you can't go best in class in the watches. Don't do a watch. Go best in class in a luggage tag or in a, you know, in a mouse pad. Like I hate mouse pads, but if somebody sends me an over-the-top like $100 mouse pad, out of all the mouse pads I'm going to use, which one am I going to use? That one yeah. that has my name embossed into the leather. It doesn't have some stupid logo on it, but I'm going to remember where it came from because it's so nice in that yeah. one little niche and category that it stands yeah. out. So, yeah, that's so, so good. And so talk to me because a lot of, you know, in this kind of one to many space, so say someone's got an online course or, you know, they're, they're delivering their product online. Yeah. How does someone create a personalized gifting strategy 
for that type of business model. Is that something you can even do? Yeah, well, I would say that gifting is universal is the universal synonym for love. Like gift is just loving on people. And you yeah. love on people a lot of different ways. You can do it verbally. You can do that through time. You can do that through, you know, a physical gift, which is what we do. Um, but oftentimes, like, you know, the handwritten note is kind of like the words of affirmation combined with the gift. Um, a video that's personalized versus generic is words of affirmation. It's attention. And so I think that, um, you know, if you take the time to do the research or have somebody in your team do the research and recognize that that person, even though you only have a digital connection, but you find out through social, which a lot of people put a lot of stuff on social, you can see that they have pets. So you can call the pet, you know, say, hey, notice your dog lover. You have this, you know, Bernice, blah, 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 you know, named, you know, Fido. Like, I actually have a dog too. And it's, you know, her name's Nala. So you can connect with people and still like love on them from afar digitally, but it's through the personalization. It's the same concepts of what yeah. you're going to do with a tangible. And I would say that even with a digital product, let's say you charge a few hundred dollars for a course or a few grand or whatever. And you're like, oh, I can't do what John's talking about. I'm like, you know how many people get a thoughtful, not a generic, but a thoughtful handwritten note when they buy something digital, they get something physical when they buy something digital. It's rare. Yeah. And you even see with like when people are buying like supplements, like I know, I remember the ones where like somebody took the time to handwrite a note on the receipt or put a card inside or whatever else. Like, yeah, it takes time. It might cost a few dollars. But to me, like we're all trying to stand out and rise above the noise and that like the humanity of one human taking the time to engage another human is super powerful. So it doesn't have to, but I would say like even with the courses or whatever else, like if you look at lifetime value and you look at the value of them going and telling their friends about it, that $500 course could turn into maybe five more sales if you built a relationship for the long term versus just being transactional and realizing, well, if I made 500 bucks, I might, you know, I had $100 in cost, I got $400 left over, I'm going to reinvest 10%. That means I have 40 bucks. I keep 360. Like, there's still, the math can still work. And because it's so unusual in a digital world, if you can add that human element and personalization to it, I, I, I mean, it just, it's, um, and having that long, like everybody says they play the long game, but most people long game is like, oh, I play it in days. Long game is decades. <laughs> yeah. So if you're going to be in business for the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, I mean, Vaynerchuk's a great example of that. You know, we were just on his show and we landed one of their divisions as a client. It took six years of pouring into those relationships before that came, you know, and actually happened. Most people yeah. give up after six days or six months, not six totally. years. So I think that having the long game in mind and actually practicing it, not just preaching it, um, is really, really powerful in a, in a world of, you know, people, broken promises and hot yeah. air and inflation and like, like following through and doing something different. And do you think part of it, John, is also this idea that we don't have enough margin to actually like in our days and in our, in our weeks to actually even think about being generous and, and think about, okay, how could I surprise and delight this person? Like, do you think that's a factor? Oh, I mean, if you think about the average person's getting tens of thousands of messages a day through digital and text and screens and emails and TikToks and like, there's so much distraction. So yeah, I think, you know, the, uh, some of the wisest people, some of the most successful people in the world talk about having thinking time and yeah. most people don't have any time to think they're just reacting. And so it's very reactionary. They're not saying, Hey, I want this relationship three years from now. How do I pour into that person? 
you know, to, to earn the right to be able to, you know, ask for referrals or whatever else. So, yeah, I think it's most people have not, you know, they'll put a lot of time into planning their vacation, but they don't put a lot of time into planning their relationships or planning the, the people that actually provide that allow them to have a business. And so, yeah, yeah I think it's uh, it is a distraction and lack of margin for that. No question. Yeah. And I think as well in the online space in particular, I see a lot of that, like what you're saying about people over promising and potentially under delivering in a sense. And so I think having that, that strategy around, no, we actually need to do what we say we're going to do. And then we need to think about something tangible that we can surprise our people with and over deliver in, in terms of something thoughtful and a gift. I, I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we all, like, they kind of take for granted, like, if you're a home builder, you kind of take for granted that, you know, the home is going to have windows and the siding is going to be put on straight. Like, there's certain things that it takes a lot to build a home or to build a course and deliver things. That, But those are table stakes. Like, they expect it's yeah. going to be good because they're paying money for something, right? It's yeah. the things that you do above and beyond, you know, like, you've exceeded expectations with the course or the product or the service or the whatever. And then on top of that, you add the cherry on top to Sunday and you're like, and... I was thoughtful enough to say thank you in this way and include your family and your assistant and whatever else. And it's like, oh my gosh, I already liked you based upon this business relationship. Now I love you because I'm like, gosh, this person gets me and, and really, you know, like went out of their way on top of everything else. And so like you do still have to have a good business and get great gifts won't save you if you have a sucky product or service, like you still have to be able to deliver. But the idea that, um, yeah, when you go that extra, everybody says they go the extra mile, but like the extra mile and thoughtfulness, it goes a long way. Yeah. I have one more question before we jump into some rapid fire questions. When yeah. you're thinking of, of kind of buying a gift, sending a gift to someone, what, how do you research to find something that you can be best in class in? Like, how do you, how do you find that little kind that of nugget? slipstream? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I would say is that um, one like finding out what somebody's passionate about or finding out what they're passionate about with their kids or their spouse is passionate about or their assistant. And if you have a relationship with the assistant, pouring into that assistant, you can find out like interesting details and like you get insider information because they're like, they know that you have their best interest in mind based upon how you've treated them. And so like being able to have that insider say, hey, like this person loves to sail. This is their favorite place. And then like, it's just a matter of like doing the research and saying like, what, what are the things that might be involved in sailing? And what are the little details that somebody just went all in on on something silly and go, you know, buy the $50 thing that's like most people pay the, you know, buy, buy it for a dollar and you're going like world class. The other thing I would say is like social media people, it's crazy what they're willing to put out there. But you have to yeah. comb through a lot of stuff and, you know, like that takes time. Um, but if somebody's worth, you know, somebody's a, a valuable relationship, valuable employee, client, whatever else, like, it's that's part of the if you're going to do a crazy one off and have it really land, that's where like the research and like, you know, being just as intentional with, you know, that as you do you know, like your rugby fantasy, you know, your fantasy football league or whatever else. Like most people are like do all this research and all this stuff for all these other things. It's like, are you applying that same intentionality and intensity and like gamification? Like it should be like a chess game. It's like I'm going to win this game and I'm going to win it with thoughtfulness. And if you bring that yeah. same level of energy, it's actually fun because if you land it, you hit them with a love bomb that lands, like the response is like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And for me, at least as an introvert, like 
who loves words of affirmation, it's like it feeds me. And I love winning yeah. a game because I'm competitive, but I also love like that feedback. And so, uh, but I think if you bring that same tenacity to gifting, you'll realize, oh my gosh, this could actually be a lot of fun. And it's really gratifying to get the feedback from doing things at a really, really high level. I love that. So, so really honing in on one particular area that you can be best in class in, stalking them a little bit online and- Professional stalking, yep. Professional stalking, yeah. I reckon giftology is a good name, but professional stalking, maybe that was option number two. It, yeah, it could have been. It could have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fun, it's a fun, I mean, it is. I mean, it's, it's, but especially for a relationship you already have, it's like even your spouse, like put intentionality into it, treat it like a year round game, and yeah. you get pretty good at it. If you wait till the last minute, till the day before the day of, like you're screwed. You're not going to deliver totally. anything special. And it's so true because in our family, we've been doing, I've got a really big family and we do Secret Santa at Christmas and um, everyone kind of puts in, puts the, on their list of what they want. And so you end up just clicking the link, buying what they said they wanted, wrapping it and kind of being like, you know, let's swap gifts go. because I wanted my thing and you wanted your thing. And it kind of takes the joy out of it because for me, I'm like, I want to be able to think like, I want to get you something that you wouldn't buy yourself. I want it to be thoughtful. I want it to be, you know, creative or whatever. And so I totally get that. It's that thing of when it's unexpected, it's almost better in a way. Oh, like when it feels like, yeah. The surprise is like half the gift. Yeah. It's like, like on random Tuesday versus, oh, I had to do this because of this exchange of money or business or whatever else. Like that doesn't feel good. Social norms. yeah, Yeah. Social norms. Like, but you show up out of the blue with something, it's like, yeah. wow. Like even a sucky gift that shows up as a surprise, sometimes how does the gift that's given at an expected time because of the surprise yeah. element play? Yeah. Like the timing is just as important as what you're sending. Yeah. Do you send uh, Christmas gifts to your clients then? No, zero. And our clients, we don't allow our clients that. to send gifts at Christmas either. And we own a gifting agency. So it's like committing like, you know, Harry Carey. It's like, what do you mean? A gifting company that doesn't allow pe- people to send gifts at Christmas? That's when everybody makes all their money in the gifting world. And we're like, no, we're going to make it the other 10 months out of the year when you should be, when it would be a surprise. So nothing between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So nothing, you know, in that month of December. Wait until uh. the end of January. And, or, you know, or do it in like October. So, so a lot of our clients will, you know, they're like, hey, here's our top 50 relationships. We want to do something. And then we'll say, Let, let's do it twice a year or four times a year. But it's at times completely unexpected and always avoiding the holidays, period. It's, oh, it's a key, I love it's a key that. Part of that. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Now I'm going to link to that playbook that you mentioned in our show notes because that sounds like it's going to give a lot of our listeners something really tangible to implement this. But I have rapid fire questions for you. And yeah, then fire away. Yeah. Okay. Finish this sentence. Success looks like. Uh, success looks like my the people that are closest to me love and respect me the most. Oh, I love that. One thing small business owners need to stop doing today. Um, comparing themselves to others. That's so good. Uh, the biggest piece of advice that you wish you knew when you started your business. I, it's okay to bring on partners that help you in areas that you're not good at. So good. And final one, what has been the most valuable investment you've made in your business? Uh, in my marriage. 
I've, a lot of my so success good. comes from uh, my wife's strength and um, yeah, she's, she's my rock. And so that's, uh, that's the best investment by far. Amazing. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us. And I love what you're doing. It is so, it's just really cool to see someone who really puts such an emphasis on being generous and being thoughtful. And so I, I love what you're doing. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. Now, I'm going to put the link to the playbook um, and you also have a giftology course. Can you speak to us a little bit about the course as well? Yeah. So for people that maybe can't afford to hire an agency to do their gifting for them, but they want to go deeper than the book, which covers a lot. I mean, our whole playbook is there and then the playbook covers the more details. But sometimes people want for themselves of like, hey, I want to do this really well on my own. And, you know, I'm not going to hire John to come in and speak to my company or whatever else, like, but they want to go deeper and understand the why and the strategy and the whatever else and have me kind of walk them through it. Um, that's what the course is. And so it was kind of developed as like, it's not cheap, you know, it's a thousand bucks, but um, we poured everything that we had into it and uh, invested almost a hundred thousand dollars into producing it. And uh, it was because we cared. It was like, I'm not yeah. coming out with giftology, you know, to anytime soon. Like it was like, this is our life's work and wanted to take it just a step further. For, uh, for people that really want to become world-class relationship builders is really what it's geared towards. So a sales rep, small business owner, a financial advisor, somebody that's you know under 10 employees um, is a great fit for the course. Amazing. That sounds so, so good. So we'll, we'll link all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hey, thanks for having me, Laura. What a great conversation. Isn't he just incredible? I love that he really makes a strategy and makes it really easy for you to be intentional about being generous with your clients and generous with your customers. Now, if you want to check out the playbook that he mentioned, head on over to our show notes and you'll find everything you need in there. And you'll also see a link to the Giftology book, which I highly recommend you check out as well. That's it from me. You'll see me here next week, same time, same place. In the meantime, Have a lovely week and go get them.